This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, we've talked about uh, a lot of the activities planned for this particular weekend in Vancouver. Of course, the fireworks begin next weekend, but we've got, of course, the Vancouver Folk Music Festival at Jericho Beach. All sorts of activities planned, and maybe some of us aren't going to spend a lot of time being in organized events. We're going to find a quiet spot and do some fishing and uh, if we're allowed what's the story with the red stuff in the waters is this some kind of algae bloom i've seen that uh, written up a few times and then i'm starting to hear about red tide so uh, red tide we know means no shellfish so is this an algae bloom and we can continue fishing and eating what we catch what's the story so for answers we go to the department of fisheries and oceans canada and ian perry who joins us from his lab in nanaimo ian good afternoon Good afternoon, Sterling. It's great to have you with us. So what's the story on the red stuff, Mr. Perry, please? Well, it's, it's, uh, it is an algal bloom. Um, some types of algal blooms get to also to be called red tides, and you are correct. They, they can cause uh, problems with shellfish. But this is a different kind of small plant. Uh, we call them phytoplankton living in the ocean. And phytoplankton are actually they're the base of the food web. So without phytoplankton, there's no fish. Sometimes in the summertime, we have uh, just the right conditions of sunlight and enough nutrients uh, that we get these huge blooms. And this one is, it, it is pretty spectacular. The red color is really quite striking, mm-hmm. and it's hung around for uh, oh, a week or, or more. So, But it is a completely natural event. We had one of these at about the same time last year. Um, and it's uh, not harmful to people. So benign is the operative word. So if we did have a plan to sit out there on the chuck and bounce around for a few hours with a line or two in the water, we can eat what we catch. Uh, certainly for fish, yes. Uh, if someone wanted to go uh, shellfish harvesting along the beaches, the the area around Vancouver, Howe Sound, is currently all closed to uh-huh. shellfish harvesting. But okay. That's that's not because of this particular bloom. It's because of um, other uh, other uh, phytoplankton, other little plants that concur at the same time. Interesting. So let's uh, separate that out. I'm glad to have this conversation, especially on a Friday heading to the weekend, Ian, because a lot of folks are just going to go to the beach and hang out for as long as they can stand the sun. So let's talk about uh, the the red and, and the fact that uh, we can uh, we can swim in it. Yes. Yes, swim in it. I, I, I wouldn't particularly want to swallow it, but then I'd be swallowing a lot of salt water with it. That's true, of course, yeah. Yeah, so um, this is a, a particularly interesting one. It's a, a very small plant uh, called that we call heterosigma. Um, it's, uh, it actually can cause damage and can kill fish if the fish can't get away from it. So mm. it can be a particular problem for fish farms. It uh, gets in under the gills and uh, secretes a, a chemical that actually can cause the fish to suffocate. Hmm. For r- wild fish, they can swim away from sure. it, so it's not really a problem for them. But, in fact, the fish farms, when they, they monitor for this kind of an event, and it's pretty common this time of the year. When they see this coming, they will do um, things like bubbling the water to try and disperse the bloom away from their 
their net pens because it can be a problem for farmed fish. Interesting stuff. So now back to what we can and can't eat. And it's important that you're pointing out that the current red stuff that is so noticeable uh, and yet is benign is not responsible for a ban on shellfish here in the lower coastal zone, correct? That's correct. Yeah, one of my colleagues actually had a, a nice little phrase that I think is worth is, that is worth repeating, and she said that uh, it's not often what you see that's the problem in terms of shellfish harvesting. It's what you can't see. And um, along with these kinds of red blooms that are quite obvious, other species can bloom as well. Other species are little little plants um, that aren't as visible, and they tend to be the ones that can cause problems for the shellfish. So what I recommend when I'm speaking with uh, people like yourself and my neighbors um, is that if you plan to go out doing some shellfish harvesting, you should always check the most recent notices on the DFO website or even on the beach that you plan to go harvesting. Okay, and uh, I would assume that uh, updating is a big part of uh, maintenance on the website, especially heading into an active summer weekend. So the current ratings for edibility or not will be uh, on, on the DFO website. Absolutely, yes. In fact, I, I just, uh, just uh, this morning checked, and the last update was yesterday, uh, and it maintains the closure in Vancouver Harbor. I, I might actually add that the way this, this kind of closure business works is uh, a collaboration between ourselves, Fisheries Notions, and the Canadian Food Inspection Agency. Okay. They're the actual ones who uh, gather up mussels. They collect mussels from the beaches and the rocks, and they analyze them for the particular algal toxins. And if the toxins are above a, a certain threshold level that's deemed to be a problem for people, um, then they contact us, and we are the ones uh, who close the beaches because we have the fisheries officers that go around and post the notices and that sort of thing. Interesting. So, once a beach is closed, it takes uh, one or two weeks or one or two uh, subsequent samples um, that are below the threshold level for that beach to be reopened again. Okay. Uh, final question to you, Ian Perry. Uh, are there any creatures that show up unexpectedly when these blooms occur in our waters, just from an observational point of view? That's a, that's a good question. Um, these being completely natural, uh, we see them actually at all times of the year. They just tend to be a little more frequent when the water's warmer and a little more um, uh, common in the summertime when people are out and about. So they're part of the regular ecosystem that we see. Um, so the animals that will eat them will be small um, animals like zooplankton in the water. So eventually it will dis- dissipate. But it's, um, it is a completely natural and normal event at this time of the year. Interesting stuff. Very informative conversation. Thank you for your time, Ian Perry. A, a bit of a relief, at least knowing what to expect heading into the weekend. Absolutely. My pleasure. And thank you for your interest. Uh, entirely. Ian Perry joining us from DFO in Nanaimo.